Thank you for listening to Podcast West Seattle. My name is Andrew. On this special non-pandemic episode of the podcast, we're actually going to step off of the Duwamish Peninsula. This past weekend, I participated in KCRW's radio race. KCRW is a public radio station in Southern California. Each year, they challenge independent producers to create a four-minute radio story in just 24 hours. This year's theme was Time Warp. It was announced on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. By 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, I had produced the following piece. There was a network of us who were like listening to scanners and reporting on Twitter and just like trying to keep these people safe. This is Matt Watson. And people call me Spec. Um, people call me Matt Speck Watson. He sits in front of a laptop in his Seattle home. I am a producer and content creator by trade. For the last few weeks, he's been focusing almost entirely on the protests. Yeah, I try to be out there as much as possible. I usually did like two days on and then a day off. And when he's not there, he's keeping a close eye on live streams and Twitter. Six windows opened with live streams and was communicating with people on the ground. In the immediate aftermath of George Floyd's murder, public opinion, particularly among whites, seems to have changed at warp speed. The New York Times reports overall support for Black Lives Matter increased by 20 points in the past two years, with half of that gain coming in just a two-week period. In Seattle, protesting police brutality and systemic racism got people in the streets. But the Seattle Police Department's disproportionate and militaristic response all but ensured the protests would continue and grow. Seattle is the type of place where we protest all the time. Watson sees three turning points. People came out to that first Saturday protest with like kids in strollers and but a lot of the people who came out Saturday and Sunday were, were looking to experience was this historic moment, right? And you want to like be there. Um, but you certainly don't expect to get flashbanged with a stroller and you certainly don't expect to have to like pour milk on your child's face because they're pepper sprayed by police. A Tuesday for me was the moment where it was like, oh, we could really win this. Like they've completely dropped the ball here. When they gassed the entire hill and they had hundreds of SPD flooding in every direction, shooting rubber bullets in every direction, I think that really radicalized a ton of people who had like gotten in the habit the past few nights of sitting there watching these live streams. And of course, the police retreat from the East Precinct and the establishment of the Autonomous Zone. An hour after the police had pulled out their last units, the protesters had assembled a stage in front of the front door to the precinct. They were giving speeches and setting up basically how this place was going to run and like who was going to be responsible for what. And that's um, where we're at now. The Seattle police are still engaged in a PR war, um, but there haven't been many physical altercations in the last five days or so. Seattle police's PR war is not going well locally. Protests and marches continue to grow, with defund SPD being an increasingly common rallying cry. Watson sees the SPD continue to mislead the public and protesters, which further erodes trust. Their like massive use of tear gas on Sunday after promising not to use tear gas anymore was probably their biggest mistake. Um, the night they moved out of their precinct building, a few officers appear to have used uh, frequencies on the police scanner to perpetrate a hoax about 30 armed white nationalists coming to Capitol Hill. Um, it turned out to not be true. Um, most recently, the Seattle Police Department had held a press conference and claimed that local businesses were being extorted and that protesters were having armed guards check IDs. It was super easy to confirm that these things weren't happening. And so they ended up 24 hours later having to walk that back to have them blatantly lie, which 
ended up eventually leading to the president threatening military action in Seattle. For now, the movement and the autonomous zone is ongoing, as are the dangers. Five different groups of Proud Boys open carrying showed up there today, like throughout the day. Half of them ended up laughing and eating a piece of pizza and then leaving. But Watson and the other protesters will keep fighting for change in this unique moment. I've never seen an opportunity like this. I hope we can get something accomplished. <laughs> this piece was produced by Andrew Stuckey as a part of the 24-hour radio race for KCRW's Independent Producer Project. Music by Matt Speck Watson. Thanks again to Speck and to KCRW for organizing such a fun audio storytelling event. We'll be back next week with another non-pandemic episode as we take a wistful look at the West Seattle Bridge. Until then, thank you for listening. Stay healthy, stay home, and if you can't stay home, wear a mask. Wear a mask.